0: Welcome to Next, brought to you by Content Labs. I'm Zelina Khan, your host, and I'm so excited to bring you season four with a brand new set of guests to educate, motivate, and hopefully inspire you in and out of the workplace. Imagine waking up every day and being able to live your true purpose. Thoughts like this might seem unattainable to many. Perhaps consider for the few privileged or well-seen. But does it really have to be? Our next guest, ultramarathoner, Michaela Gralia, takes us through his journey on how we found his purpose. We discuss motivation, perseverance, and how this can be applied to almost any facet of life. Be sure to listen to the end for information on how to win a signed copy of Michaela's book, Ultra. So if you asked me to have a conversation with our next guest a year ago, I probably wouldn't be able to relate at all. Um, I'd probably say he was crazy. I'm pretty sure a lot of people think you're crazy, Michaela. But, um, after <laughs> going through one of my own, uh, physically tolling weeks, um, hiking in Southern California, um, I get it. I get it. Um, uh, you were the definition of like pushing the limits. And, um, I think this conversation is going to be great for anyone trying to find motivation and struggling with the inner self.
1: Well, thanks so much, first of all, for having me today. It's great to connect with you, and I'm very excited to, you know, share some stories and hopefully share some uh, some good thoughts and good, uh, you know, philosophy that can transcend not just the physical activity, but becomes, you know, become lessons of life in a way.
0: Kaylee, you are an ultra marathon runner. Um, Transperfect is a B two B tech solutions company. Um, how did we end up talking?
1: Well, you know, I think, I think people meet for a reason and mm-hmm. uh, there's or- always energies get drawn together. And um, it was, I would say the beginning of August, 2018, I had just come back from Bad Water, which is uh, um, the toughest food race on the planet, uh, right in Death Valley. And I just come back to, to the ashram, which is a, a, a high-end retreat in Southern California, Malibu, where I used to uh, be an instructor at. And uh, I just came back from, the, from this race, which I'd won. And, uh, you know, I, I, come, I come in and meet this, you know, every week we would we get new guests and I meet this great group of people. And among this great group of people, there was a, an outstanding group of people, smaller group of people that were all there together. And they were all captained by Phil, Phil Shaw, and uh, you know we had a fantastic week. We shared great hikes, we shared great conversation, great yoga classes, and you know as I said before, we we really connected uh, at a deeper level. You know there was no talking about business. I had no idea what, what the what, I, I had no idea who who comes to the, who used to come to the ashram. They never told us who's who. And so you know at the end of the week, uh, Phil. And I sat down for a minute. It was like, you know, I would like to eventually talk to you next week once I, you know, once I get back to the office. And then the following week we connected and I found out who Phil was and the whole crew. And so, you know, Phil and I spoke for, you know, briefly and he was like, I I love what you, what you, what you represent, I could say, and what your vision is and uh and the more I discovered Phil's story, the more I actually understood why we're kind of speaking the same language, you know successful businessman and developing himself through you know through his vision and so once we i started you know I started sharing my my journey, my dreams and things like that. He was like, "You know what I would like to you know to be of support of this and see if we can." follow and you know follow this journey together and help each other out and and so we did you know we found this we created this amazing friendship with with several members of the team and um and you know that very year the same they i would say two months after the meeting or less we found ourselves in san pedro de atacama and i was ready to run the one thousand kilometers of the atacama desert in Chile
0: for anyone that doesn't know you and they just look at your external story, um, you went from being a model to an ultra marathoner, and um there's a lot in between that once someone really gets into your your backstory right um yeah take us through a little piece of that
1: well my, my life actually you know I, I was born and raised in Italy, so my life actually uh, Started in a very different way. I started working with a family uh, business in the floral industry, and that's what initially brought me to the U.S. So I was actually working as a salesman. So imagine me in a suit and tie and being all serious. And then, uh, you know, eventually got and the modeling world brought me into a whole new dimension because he opened up the doors to a world that you know, it's kind of the world that you see on TV and, and in movies and in newspaper. you know, it's that fancy, glamorous, and, you know, filled with um, excesses in many ways. But, you know, through that experience, I kind of, you know, I developed myself. I derived, you know, I started understanding that what I was doing wasn't necessarily, um, wasn't giving me any sort of, you know, beside the material, of course, return. It wasn't giving me any sort of purpose of fulfillment. I was only 26, 27 years old when I got to that realization and I was living in New York City, living the dream, living the life that, you know, I thought was gonna be it. And then eventually, you know, I got in, I was like, you know, this is just completely empty and I feel very lonely and I feel very uh, detached from myself and who I am. I think everything kind of needs to start from childhood dreams eventually, because we all grow up with some sort of calling, some sort of desire that then it gets diluted as we grow up because of social conditioning.
0: I think what a lot of people go through, especially um, with the immigrant journey, right? Um,
1: Totally. Yeah. You can call it the American journey.
0: Yeah. Right. So you have the Maslow hierarchy of needs, you know, you fulfill the basic needs
1: and then you work your way
0: up. Right. So you have the money, you have the success. Yeah. And there's like that that top of the pyramid. <laughs> it's
1: like, but that top, damn it, I'm the not there the, yet. <laughs> the the thing is, the top of the pyramid is the most important part. Mm-hmm. I think I think we can live well off without the rest. I mean, of course, you got to make ends meet. Saying that we don't need money would be naive. But I think, you know, what the hardest decision I had to make at that point, now coming back to my to my experience, is do I sacrifice my financial to pursue something that most likely it's going to be, you know, hard, a hard career because running is not, you know, it's not an NBA. It's not the MBA, It's not football. You know, you got to think about the reality of the fact that in the end of the day, you still have to pay bills. I think that once we just focus on the material excess, we, we, we kind of sacrifice our own selves. In a short period, I think it's, it could be necessary to make the effort to achieve a certain financial status. But I think that in the long term, that's going to crush your soul. And that's why we see a lot of people, I think, in our, in our generations, giving up their jobs, their great careers to pursue themselves, to find something maybe that pays a lot less. But every day you wake up with a purpose. Every day you wake up knowing that what you do allows you to grow, express yourself, be creative, and be you.
0: So question, you essentially came to America for the family business. Yeah. Then... You told your family you were no longer doing the family. But you're going to be a model, so it's like okay, Michaela. Yes, and then you try to go back. Then you completely drop that.
1: Yeah, my parents have been in for a ride. That's for sure. <laughs> they're very supportive, and I'm very thankful for that. But um, yeah, those those transitional years in between the you know quitting modeling and eventually becoming a professional runners were absolutely challenging. And not on a personal level because I enjoyed the whole process of, you know, kind of re reshaping my body, reshaping myself and what I was myself and what I was doing. But it, they were very challenging on a on a money on a financial level. And so I put my head down and I worked hard. And eventually, you know, year after year, I started picking up momentum, winning races, picking up more sponsors, more exposure, and everything kind of developed on its own. That's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it takes a lot of courage to make a career change and to identify things like that. And, um, you know, like, then you have, you have to think about things like the intuition and listening to the inner voice and, um, you know, then also dealing with like that fear, right. You know, the fear of the unknown. Um, and I feel like a lot of times things like this happen because like people hit breaking points. Do you mind talking about, that point you hit, like your aha moment where yeah. this paradigm shift happened.
1: Yeah. I think the the whole paradigm changed when I, you know, a, a one night in in New York, um, I literally reached uh, you know, the last drop, you know. I couldn't, I, I came to the point where I I was so depressed, so detached. It, it was very much um the tough, the toughest time in my life i can and it, you you might say you know oh poor you you know you got everything you want but then you know when you have to answer those existential questions i think those are always the hardest to to face and i think that you know i it's always hard to to talk about you know ending your your life or or anything at that level because you come to confront yourself you you come to confront your demons your fears and and on a very raw and it touches you deeply, or at least it did to me. But I think that if you bring the urgency to what it is that you need to do right now, then you make the steps that you need to make. There's no holding back because you know that you know you already confronted that and you understand that. Uh, as I said, your time is limited, so it becomes <laughs> it gives you the sense of I gotta do it now for yes. myself for my life and for my future because eventually the day the choices that we make today are going to shape who we become you know five years from now ten years from now but then i came to the realization that if that doesn't fulfill me it's not my path and so just as easy as that i was like okay you know what from tomorrow morning as soon as i get up i'll you know lace out my shoes and decide which direction i'm gonna go and uh I didn't know which way I was going to go. Cause at that point I didn't know that running was going to be the answer. I stumbled up on a book just several months after I was in search for something. I was craving for, you know, to escape that cage. And eventually it came from a book and a book changed my life. What book was that? Ultra marathon man, by Dean Karnazes is a guy from, is a Californian uh, runner. And uh, you know, I, I read his book and he he hit me like a lightning bolt. He was like, okay, we come, you know, we we pretty much share the same journey. And, you know, despite we came from different careers, we reached that success, right? And at that point, he had uh, that pivotal moment, very similar to mine, you know. And so I very much related to what he said at that point, that it was almost like an awakening. Once you break those barriers, you can allow, you can let your voice, your inner voice speak loudly and you can hear it and you can follow it. And eventually he found that, you know, he answered those questions running insane distances in extreme weather. And for whatever reason, I was like, that sounds awesome, I want to do it too. And so (laughs) bought a pair of shoes and he actually did change my life. And now we're here talking, sharing this.
0: I know. I know. Speaking of books, it's kind of full circle, right? You read a book and it kind of changed your life. And then you wrote a book last year. Congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Um,
0: It's very interesting to hear um, a story like that, right? Because you you can reach this rock bottom and some people can just stay there or, you know, then you can use the hills to make you stronger, you know, someone can look at you from the outside and like, wow, like he's so motivated. And like, you didn't, you don't just wake up motivated, right? And I think it would be great for us to start with your definition of motivation.
1: Motivation is what gets you up in the morning to pursue your dreams. Because inspiration can come from anything, really. You know, I can get inspired by by a race car driver as much as a runner, as much as a business person that achieved what he wanted to share with the world. And and any and anything in between and so to me the 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 greatest motivation though um, always come comes down to the pursuit mm-hmm. so what is that i do that allows me to do what i love so the kind of it, it's almost like a, a circle that that creates momentum momentum on its own right mm-hmm. it's like I do this because every single day I work on my own growth, on my own self. That allows me to, to be dedicated. It allows me to know exactly that every day I gotta do this and this and this. I know which steps I need to make to achieve this, right? To win this race, to make to be fit enough to be able to achieve this you know, to sustain the effort, to run 17. 100 kilometers through the, through the Mongolian desert or stuff like this. You know, the, the, the road always takes you where you want to go. And so I, I think it comes down to visualization, uh, dedication, and, and, per, and belief in yourself. Believe in yourself 100%. And, you know, things are going to get bumpy. But if your vision is set on the long, every, all the bumps in between, they're just, you know, Noise or or just failures that allow you to learn and grow. So it's always off of a breath of positivity, of energy positive to me.
0: For sure. Um,
1: Positive energy, sorry.
0: (laughs) And by no means are we encouraging anyone to just quit a job they're they're unhappy at, but we had looked up some stats on just like the workforce and, um, you know, like the number one priority right now for Gen Z. People is that like you know they need to feel fu- fulfilled from their work. You think about like what you what you can do, and then you think about what you actually can do. And yeah. then you bring up this. You brought up a really interesting concept about pushing versus
1: pulling. Right? Yes. Yes. Can you,
0: can you talk about that a little bit?
1: I think there's a substantial difference there between the two. You can work hard and push to make something happen, to, to step up to a certain level, but. I think through push, there's always resistance. So when we talk about resistance, it can only be endured up to a certain point. You can only grind up to a certain point before our human mind, our human brain, our human emotional, psychological levels are going to eventually give up. So the pull is something that can be sustained because you pull towards something towards your calling, towards your dream, towards whatever you feel like you need to accomplish. And in my opinion, every time I had that attitude, that perspective towards anything I was doing, of course it's hard, but there was it was always on a path of flow rather than resistance.
0: You mentioned, sorry, you were telling that story and I kept thinking about where I heard... Um, where you said you put you got the sneakers, you put them on, and then you started blasting uh, Don't Stop Believing. And then I was like, I was basically connecting it to, you know, if I'm working out or any sort of jogging I might do, like, you know, what, what what's empowering me, what's motivating me, obviously, Beyonce. But um, <laughs> uh, I think about, you know, that that push, right? Like, I'm tired. Are you tired yeah. or do you have a little bit more in you? And then just finding, striking that balance. Yeah, um, when I was at the ashram, which we're both familiar with, um, I learned about the Sherpa step, and I was just like, yes. "Wow, the Sherpa step!" And I have a definition or what is the, exactly the Sherpa step? Um, yeah. Sherpas, the native Nepalese mountain people who are known for the display of who are known for their display of physical prowess at extreme altitude, hike up steep hills in a distinctive style called the Sherpa step. It is a particularly it's, it is a particularly useful technique for saving energy when carrying heavy loads up inclines where there is little oxygen in the air. Um, when you find yourself really short of breath, it's time to slow things down a bit, take smaller steps, and breathe as you walk. And I'm like, damn, that was a great definition. I do everything fast, you know. I, I'm always yeah. uh, going at a pace. You know, I want to take big steps. I want to take big jumps. I want to leap but um you know you're looking at the top of a mountain and
1: you know i you can't sprint up there
0: no (laughs) yeah you're looking at the top of the mountain and you realize oh no i can't i can't take big steps i need to i'm i can get to the top of this mountain but i can do it with taking small steps and i connected it so much to business i connected it so much to reaching to the next level in my own personal life and um I guess I want to know, what are you doing during these ultra marathons? Like, are you listening to music? Or are you listening to nature? What are you doing now?
1: You know, in the past, I used to distract myself with music, but then I realized that it always brought me away from the experience. And so I think if you really want to saber what you're doing, you need to be present. You need to be focused. You need to to accept the pain. And that's, that's I think, it's the secret in not just in ultra marathons, but in life. Yeah. It's it's about, you know, every so any sort of pain. Because we all suffer from something at some point in our lives. It's not physical pain, is the least of the of it's the let's say least damaging one in my opinion. Yeah. I think we have, we have mental pains and emotional pains that are always way more painful. And so in, in ultra running you go through a myriad of these emotions. You live a life like a, a year of life this like It's it's still down to one day of running. You go through so many highs and so many lows, and I think through these experiences, you come to uh, you become more in tune with yourself because you you break down all of these emotions. We think that we need to be strong because you know we, even for men, you know it's always been the toxic masculinity that you know feeling ashamed if you're crying, right? But I think it's 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 it makes us humans, and, and being open to that allows you to connect to a higher level, to be in touch with your inner self. So in these specific cases, for you being in a tough spot, going up on a hill at the ashram, or for me climbing a mountain, doing an marathon, is the simple act of bringing yourself to that moment. Because through pain, there is awareness. Mm -hmm. I think there is always growth and there is always opportunities
0: it's funny you you bring up not listening to anything because I did not listen to any music on any hike that week at all.
1: Um, yeah, that's, am, that's great. It's not I easy. Am, it's not easy.
0: Well, I am a Guyanese girl from the Bronx. I did not grow up listening. I, well, I did not grow up hiking. Uh, my family did not define that as fun. Um, my mom thought I was crazy when I told her I was going. Um, <laughs> what keeps you going, right? When you know fear creeps in, when um, you know, I, I would I would think someone like you, even though you are you've reached that success, will still have some imposter syndrome. Um because I feel like a lot more people have it than we actually talked about. So what do you what do you do?
1: That's a, that's a tough question. That's actually a really good question. Cause you know, I was just talking about this with, with this uh, other top runner that I'm sharing these days with just before this big race up here. And we were just talking about the fact that it's, it's almost like, I, I don't think it's the imposter st- syndrome, but it's almost like hard to believe that we're in this position, you know, or that's what I think a lot of people actually suffers from is understanding, like trying to grasp the understanding of being in a certain position, or having achieved a certain status, uh, and then eventually finding yourself there and you're like, okay, did I cheat anybody to be here? And do, do, because you, you, we always come to question ourselves, am I really that good? Am I really capable of doing what I, you know, what I said I was going to do? So I think that's, in my opinion, it should be a motivating factor. And I always I always try to clear the mind from from these negative thoughts because they don't serve you any purpose. So in my opinion, is always everything energy always has to be flashed out and always have to you always have to create your positive energy. And that's always from the from your the mental that addresses your emotional, in my in my opinion, because it's all it's always about your our thoughts. Those are demons too, you know very shallow in my opinion but they're, they're demons of our of our times because there are so many people trying to achieve the same things and there's so many there's so much noise out there that always bring you to um self-doubt and so you know if you actually change the energy around you're like no i'm here because i deserve it i'm here because i worked hard for it the goal is just the final destination. But it's it, you know, it's been said in many ways and many times, it's about the journey, not the destination. But our whole society is just focused on the destination that you never enjoy the journey. It's just rushing through. It's almost like you're waking up in the morning and you're just brushing your teeth and you're just getting ready and you're doing five things at a time because everybody thinks they can multitask. And then eventually you glide through hours and hours of your days without even being aware of what you're doing. And those are hours of your life that you've lost. So the self-doubt, the the imposter syndrome is just a cage that we put on ourselves.
0: Yeah. That's why reprogramming is so important, right? You know, we talk- 100%. About, yeah. 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 Thinking of, about the chances you didn't take, whether it's not because of what you thought of yourself, but maybe because, you know, your family upbringing or- Yeah. You know, yeah. All, there's so many factors that come to play. And I yeah. think- um. You know, when you think about books like yours, it's just about reexamining your life and pushing your limits. And, you know, that's why this is such a cool book. <laughs> it's, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's so cool Because, um, you know, I think about professionals that might be listening that are, you know, well into their careers or college students that are listening. Um, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to think deeper about where you are and
1: where you're going yes we are absolutely never too late life Mm -hmm. ends at the end you know anything in between you always have time yeah age is just uh you know it's just a a a time that we give ourselves a breakdown of things that we think we need to do by a certain age you can actually connect with yourself and once you do that i guarantee you connect to a higher source of knowledge there's a universal knowledge there's a first natural natural laws that if we connect you everything falls into place and don't get me wrong i haven't gotten all figured out but i i speak of something that i that i'm starting to taste that i'm starting to feel and i live by and that allow me to express myself at the highest level and still still working on it and that's the best part it's a never ending journey of growth but the more you tune into that and every level, as I said, you don't need to be a runner. You can do it. You can translate this to any business, to any activity. But once you become more aware and more conscious of yourself and the true nature of ourselves, you don't care about that noise that floods your brain, that floods your mind, because that's just societal influence. And that as like you work on yourself, it's almost like, Blaming somebody because things are not going right. How about you start working on yourself? It's like that Rumi st- saying that I love. It's like, yesterday I was intelligent and I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise, so I'm changing myself. Yeah. Ooh. That, it needs to start within. Yo, oh, <laughs> <laughs> quoting people too. What? That's good.
0: <laughs> I think I would be remiss if I didn't talk about any of your races. We know about the races you've won. Watching you run up mountains effortlessly is a little mind blowing, but I would love to hear a story about maybe a race that one would consider a failure and maybe, you know, what you learned from it.
1: I gotta tell you the truth. I've had, I think I've had more failures than successes. I think like every, every person that wants to achieve something greater Um, you have to be able to enjoy the successes and face, you know, the setbacks because there's always going to be more of those. And at least in my, in my experience, they've always been very painful. Um, at the very beginning, I always took them hard, just like every one of us. There's the negative talk that brings you down. You start doubting yourself. But then eventually you know you get back up and you do it again, and then eventually it goes well, then it goes bad again and you learn and you grow and and I started to come to this past few years only don't think about the fact that I've been in this you know a been transition to this ultra running ultra trail world um for the past eleven years so it's it's long but not that long and only this past few years I came to develop this understanding that the result, as I said before, is out of my control. All I can do is work on myself, condition myself, physically, mentally, emotionally, to endure this certain type of efforts. But then accepting that the the result is never under my control. I can do my best, and eventually I could even fall a cliff and break three ribs like I did in a mountain race here in Italy a few years ago. The long-term goal to me is not winning the race, this race or the next race. It's what is that I'm doing in my life that allows me to be who I am, pursue my passion and follow my vision.
0: I think, um, hearing a story like that is so important, um, for people because not only in racing, but in life, right. Um, especially with social media playing an impact on comparing yourself to others and, you know, seeing a successful person, uh, whether it's a job, a relationship, a family, um, and not understanding that that's all part of the journey, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's accepting that. You, you don't see what's behind other people's curtains, you know? What's behind the stage, the mess that is behind the stage. Yeah. And so it's that's why, you know, I, I always bring it back to, to me, the most important factor in life is meditation. It's a moment of, of stillness. It's a moment of, of connection with your breath, with yourself. It brings you to simplicity. And that simplicity allows you to process your thoughts and understand that those are just clouds in the sky, but you are the universe.
0: When I mention meditation, a lot of people think that, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't sit in a room quietly. Yeah. And it's not really about sitting in a room quietly or not speaking. It's really just... Listening
1: like, to yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. That's coming yep. back to the self because... Yep. Um, you know, we're all busy. Everybody's busy. Yep. And, yep. You know, you don't make the time.
1: Yeah. that's it. why we like, also get sick. That's why we get sick mm-hmm. in a physical, and a mental, and an emotional level.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you've you've done a TED talk, you've um done a lot of interviews where you talk about motivation and, and it's definitely expanded your impact, right? On just people as a whole, beyond racing and marathons. What do you,
1: um, what's your hope,
0: you know, for yourself, like in the next five years?
1: Well, of course I have, I have big dreams and I have big visions and, uh, you know, um, the, and it's, it's a great blessing to be able to be part of the family, because I tell you, this is what's in many ways, what is allow me to pursue this. Um, but what is the true, uh, pull? behind it is the impact that I, that I could have or the inspiration that I could be towards other people. And uh, because I know how powerful inspiration can be. In the, in the worst time of my life, in the most challenging, challenging time of my life, a book, the inspiration of the words on the book, not only changed my life, but it actually saved it. And so if I could do that for one person, Ten people hundred people the more resonance I can have to share my message and share this concept of, uh, of building this inner inner strength in a way uh, working on yourself uh, not necessarily to be successful because success eventually will follow
0: we're trying this new thing I don't know so. well we're gonna try an activity <laughs> I don't know if see let me let me know if you're okay with it but we want to do A word association.
1: Oof. Okay, that's challenging.
0: (laughs) It says the ultra marathon. Um, you ready? Let's go. Okay, so I say a word. You say the first word that comes to mind. Okay. Um, Success.
1: Achieving your higher self, your higher self. That's more than one. Motivation. It's a fuel. Ultra. Beyond anything. Journey. Growth. Life. Exploration. Death. Life. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and running. Running is, is primal. Primal, primal, the most primal way of expression, the most primal way of being, the most primal way of feeling.
0: Okay. And the last word is winning.
1: Winning. Understanding.
0: This was amazing. I had, this was such a great conversation. Thank you so much.
1: I'm happy. I'm happy as well. And I thank you for guiding it the right way.
0: If I keep pushing myself, then I'll get what I want. So many people can relate to this, but you can only push so far, right? McKaylee hit the nail on the head when he said, if you're pulled by something, it's easier to find motivation to keep going than if you're pushing. All of the choices we make today are going to shape who we are 5, 10, and even 15 years from now. I'll leave you with a quote that you can listen and ponder when making some of these choices. It's a poem by Robert Frost called The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Thank you all for tuning in. If you want to connect with McKaylee, you can find him on Instagram at Mickey Gralia. And we're giving away a signed copy of McKaylee's book, Ultra, which you can enter to win by emailing nextpodcast at transferpig.com with your answer to McKaylee's question. What can you do today that's going to change who you are tomorrow? Thank you for listening. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you for listening. Make sure you hit the like button and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question, comment or suggestion, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at nextpodcast@transperfect.com or visit our website at nextpodcast.transperfect.com. Support for this podcast comes from TransPerfect, a family of companies providing language and technology solutions for global business.